Welcome everybody. I'll just uh, wait a moment for um, Peter um, Zumaras to join us and then we'll kick off. Hi, Peter, I'll just get started. Hey, Ben. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for making the time to join us um, for, on today's webinar. Um, we've got our very special guest today, Peter Zumaranis, um, who's well known in our industry, having worked across multiple categories, I think, over the years, Peter. And um, Peter's now the National New Business Manager at Hallmark Cards. So. Um, we're going to be discussing what's happening in the greeting card category in recent times and um, how this has obviously been changing during COVID. And um, we've got about half an hour, um, so we'll kick off it. But if you've got any questions, um, please just click on the, um, the question button at the bottom of your screens, and uh, we'll try to answer as many of these as we can further on in the webinar. So uh, welcome, Peter. Thanks for coming along to your first webinar with Alma. Oh, thank you, Ben. Uh, it's great to be here with uh, yourself and uh, the online delegates. So thank you for the opportunity. Excellent. Uh, look, Peter, you've been back at Hallmark um, over a year now after some time away working in other categories. Can you tell us a bit about um, what's changed since you've um, had a bit of a bit of a, a, a lengthy, well, a bit more than a gap year from um, away from greeting cards? Um, yeah, since returning, um, how are you finding the category? Yeah, so um, I took seven years away from the category, so uh, coming back was interesting. So I came back middle of June last year, um, working in Victoria, we were in lockdown. So there was probably three things that were really evident um, upon my return and starting to get back into the category was I saw that there was a lot of consolidation in the independent space, in the news agency space, having come from, you know, I left in 2014. Um, you know, there's less news agencies now, but I think they're stronger. The ones that we do have are stronger yeah. at the moment. So um, I did see consolidation. Um, I did see um, a lot of news agencies evolving their retail footprint, you know, um, introducing gifts, moving into gifts. And, you know, that was back back in 2010 through to 14. I think news agencies started to introduce gift, but they were what we call news agency gift, you know, the $20 and under. Um, you know, I've seen some news agents that are selling $200 clocks, you know, $500, $600 chess sets, you know, um, have got a whole wall of homewares. And yeah. you know, I would never have thought that that was, you know, the giftings that uh, news agencies could get into. So I think um, the evolving nature of um, gift into the news agents has been really Really, uh, impressive, you know, since I've come back. And probably the third thing, I, I saw a lot more retailers engaged in their greeting card category. You know, um, back in the day, it was, oh, my greeting card company does all of that, so I don't really have to worry about my, my category. And... Um, and I think being one of the most profitable within their stores, I think a lot of retailers now appreciate that and are taking more time, spending more time understanding the data, understanding the department. Um, so that's been interesting as well. Um, you know, those three things. 
Yeah, and I think there has been a change of behaviour um, in how um, our members do approach some of the different categories. And I guess my next question was, you know, um, looking at how COVID's impacted the way consumers engage with retail um, broadly. Um, I mean, from your perspective, have, have you seen that affect the greeting card category of consumers? Yeah engaging differently with your brand um obviously you've sort of touched on how the retailers are um are engaging with the category and i think that has changed yeah well um yeah greeting cards at their core is about connecting people uh, yeah so it's um been a tried and tested method of communication and um, connection for a very long period. I think during COVID, um, you know, whilst there was lots of technology that were, people were using to connect, I think cards were also used to connect. Um, yeah. you, know, um, you know, one of the benefits of, you know, the news agency channel was that they were deemed an essential service. So, you know, it, it did, they stayed open through the lockdowns and hence, you know, um, whilst you couldn't, virtually visit people you could still communicate and a card went a long way um, in that so post so that was during COVID I think you know uh, people you know um, gravitated to sending cards to connect you know whether they could be at a um, at a milestone birthday or you know, um, or any other celebratory requirement, birthday, um, they use cards. Post-COVID, what we've seen, uh, there's been, you know, people are living their lives. So, yeah, we've seen an increase in demand and sales for celebrations like engagements, weddings, that got postponed, rescheduled a number of times during COVID. So, you know, people do, you know, take uh, greeting cards to those things, as well as milestone birthdays. Yeah, we've seen people starting to celebrate milestones. So I think during COVID and post-COVID, you know, greeting cards were seen as a mode of um, communication and therefore, you know, we weathered quite well um, through that, the during and post. Yeah, yeah. And um, I often get asked the question about whether young people um, shop in our members' stores. And uh, I understand that greeting, the greeting card category is an area where younger people are really, they're starting to become good customers for the greeting card category. Um, I mean, I've got some ideas about why that is, but I'm interested in your thoughts. Yeah, um, generally the greeting card category, you know, uh, our consumers age into the category. So, yeah. um, but we are seeing, lotteries in that regard. Yeah. So, yeah. and younger younger consumers are, and I probably put it down to three areas that I see. Uh, ben, one is uh, personal experience. You know, they receive cards, and you know, whoever receives a card, it always perks them up. It always makes them feel happy. Um, and you know, I've got a daughter that's just turning nineteen this year, and her workplace sent her a birthday card as well as a lotto ticket in there um last i think she got it on friday uh, she got on, yeah so it, was a, um, so it was a double whammy for her which was good but you know i think you know she must have told 10 of her friends because it came unexpected it had some nice words in there um and obviously the opportunity to win something next saturday night um so i think personal experience plays a part i think products um that, 
having products that resonate with them. You know, we're fortunate enough at Hallmark to have um, some really great licenses that we work with, um, and we put them across our not only our cards, our gift packaging, but our ornaments as well in the gifting space. Yeah, and some of these you know really resonate with the younger market. We got some Harry Potter ornaments that are you know selling for $50, $60, um, yeah. for tree ornaments. So I think you know putting the products that um, that they resonate with um, and licenses, the use of licenses also helps. Um, and then I think it's just anything that's innovation. You know, we launched our video greeting card range at the start of this year. And that's, you know, that was the use of QR codes. Um, and we had lots of inquiries as to where they could purchase them. So innovation in your traditional um, space also plays a, a part in bringing the younger uh, consumer into our category. And has that QR code technology, has that engaged a younger audience or just a broad audience? No, it's... I mean, it's, everybody it's, knows how to use a QR code now, don't they? Yeah, so, so obviously, I think in conjunction with COVID and the QR code, everyone knows how to use them. So I think it did bring younger people in um, into the category um, yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting cards. I know I've got um, two teenage daughters and you know, stuff that they do online or on social media, it's a bit kind of vanilla these days. If you really want to do something special for somebody, yeah. um, something like a, a card is actually, you know, way more meaningful. Um, and so I think um, there is that kind of return to physicality in some respect, respects with that younger um, audience. It's great to see card companies adapting to that. Um, and so I might move on to you touched on gifts and homewares before being such an important category for margin in our member stores now. Can you give us some tips on how best to maximise greeting card sales along with those? Yeah, I, there's probably two areas underpinned by a, a major insight. So the two areas that I see um, where you can maximise the gift with the cards is in-store theatre. Yeah, creating in-store theatre that encourages not only to buy the gift but to buy the card, making it easy. So, you know, having you know, your uh, a spattering of cards through your gift display that are complementary to the gifts you're trying to sell. Yeah. Um, I, I think that um, that goes a long way because you know, walking into somewhere and seeing a, a great visual. You know, display actually encourages people to walk over, uh, pick up and touch it and um, purchase. Um, I also think the second bit is getting beyond your four walls. You know, how, how do you communicate a great gift offering, a great card offering um, to more than the consumers that are just walking into your store? Um, and I think using websites using social media, I think plays a, a major role in you know, helping maximise not only gifting, but greeting card sales through your gifts. Um, but I think the underpinning of both of those are using your scan data and in-store data to know, you know um, what categories are selling well, what captions are selling well, so therefore you can buy accordingly. And yeah. I think once you understand your data and you know, if you sell really well in the baby caption, you know, baby gifts become a no-brainer um, in there. So you can actually really um, maximise returns on gifts by using your data, knowing that, you know what, if you've got a baby display, how do you put a couple of the nice, fresh, new baby cards that are there? Yeah. So 
the the consumer can actually buy it all standing in one location rather than buy the gift having to walk across to the greeting card department and buy that the card yeah yeah and i think um we kind of get that store blindness i think sometimes around like cards go here and you know um stationery goes there and we don't think about um mixing it up um do you see many stores doing that like where they're they're putting putting cards into the gift section i think it's a great idea yeah i think we are you know um and it varies in different sizes stores and how much space they've got but yeah you don't need to have a whole you know, card fixturing in there can be just a spattering of just two cards yeah. on a table or two or three of the new designs that they, you know, the consumer has a look at and says, yep, that's, yeah, that's what I want. I'm, you know, I'm here to buy the baby gift. Um, I might as well buy the baby card. And ideally they're kind of premium offers with yep. going to make yep. more money. Yep. yep. Without yep. Yep. Um, no, that's really good. Um, and thinking about sort of the here and now, cost pressures and inflation are a big issue right now. And so is, you know, accessing available staff is a real issue at the moment. Um, do you have any um, tips for members um, with a greeting card category about how to, you know, um, I, I suppose manage it successfully, but also efficiently with your time? Um, any, um, any top tips? Yeah, uh, just I think... Yeah, obviously, generally, um, if you're lucky enough to have in-store service provided by your card supplier, leverage that. Um, you know, make sure that when our merchandiser comes in, they're, you know, they're spending time on the display. Um, I think there's, uh, there's too many times that I walk into too many stores where you know, there's empty pockets everywhere so and the order hasn't been put up. So if a merchandiser comes in, does an order and isn't back there for the week and you get your stock within a couple of days, put it up. You, know, you have to have you know, um, displays that are full and you know, look enticing as opposed to having empty pockets throughout it. Yeah. Um, I also think there's an opportunity to, you know, and I talk about being engaged with the uh, category and the department. It's you know, understanding the display, you know, the layout. There's, there's insights behind that layout and some you know, smarts as to how the layout works to actually help drive sales. Um, you know, and I think even if you don't have one of the uh, benefits that independents have is, you know, generally you can walk a consumer over to the department if you know it and you say, yeah. okay, the, the section's over here. Or, you know what, even if you're busy on the counter and you're by yourself, if you understand the layout, you can point them to a location and narrow that wall of cards or sea of cards that many um, stores have. Um, and I think that's one of the you know, benefits of being in the independent space as opposed to your big box retailers where you, know, you walk in and you ask for you know, what, you know, if you're after a card, they tell you, you know, it's in aisle 19, yeah, not yeah. where the area is. So there's, I think, there's really no customer service in that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's all about being engaged in the category and understanding it. I think you know, um, keeping a display that's visually attractive uh, and leveraging any support that we as a card supplier might have in store. Yep. And is there any support that you think people forget is available that you should remind them of? I know mostly they're, they're aware of all of that. <laughs> we use the support um, and we get reminded regularly. But, yeah, we're, we're you know, uh, 
we're a supplier in, in the industry that, you know, historically have had support. We're no different to um, a, a retailer. We're finding the same issues with cost pressures and yeah. availability of staff. So, yeah, we've just um, got to make sure if we're, if we, you are lucky enough to have a, um, in-store service leverage it you know um and and it also comes back to sort of if you can keep the display tidy you know five minutes a day as opposed to let it go um for two or three days you might take an hour to tidy it as opposed to you know just doing it consistently five minutes before you that constant management management of it in small increments yeah and that's actually a really good point um not leaving it to to such a state that that it becomes a big issue and we're um, a category where there's lots of browsing. They pick up lots of cards. You know, yeah. consumers pick up lots of cards. They like the design. Then they tend to read the words and say, yes, that's the one I want. Um, yeah. and sometimes they don't get put back in in the way that... You know, yeah, there's a lot of decision-making going on by the, yeah. by the customer. Um, no, that's a really good point. And I guess the other thing is when we're looking for margin um, cards, especially if we can leverage them with other sales to deepen the, the basket, basket yeah. um, you know, there's money to be made in that category. Right. So it's yeah. it's yep. really, really important. And um, I thought I might get into the weeds a little bit more now. Um, Peter, you've, as I mentioned before, been in and around the industry um, for a long time. Um, and you've been working, uh, certainly all the time I've been working with our members. And um, you've got a depth of experience that covers more than just the greeting card category. How do you see the industry positioned at the moment to perform over the next 12 to 24 months obviously it's an uncertain time at the moment but we've been yep. through some real strength over COVID with the industry how do you see it yeah I, I do see the industry being bright and exciting to be honest you know I do over the next 24 I still think there'll be a bit more consolidation yeah when I look at yep. you know, um, the marketplace and things but um, I, I firmly believe the outlets that embrace change um, embrace technology use their data um, will become stronger, will become more sustainable and hence more profitable into the future. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Um, yep. So, um, and, and I'm seeing you know, a lot of decisions these days have been made using data. I still think there's room for improvement on that. Um, and, yep. you know, I, I see retailers change it, you know, where they have to change their business model to introduce gifts or if a category is declining. In the past, it was sort of left, you know, um, we, we've got two or three runs of magazines and, you know, that's the way it's always been. Whereas now, I, I think they are investing and looking at to say, how do I get a return on that space? Um, and whether it's got to be consolidated, department be consolidated and increase another department i think it's happening yeah yeah and i think in the past they've probably waited too long to make some of those decisions and i actually think covid was a bit of a godsend early on because it made people make those decisions some of them were hard decisions but it really does come down to the the dollars you're paying per square meter for the rent and what you can make out of each category and um and you know, and and looking at that data is really important. So, so, do you, with your team, do you sit down with the retailers a lot and sort of look at that data and talk to them about um, how they're performing? Yeah, we um, we sort of tend to work with our team to you know uh, train them up on um, not only our our data because ours is sort of wholesale shipments what we ship out uh, yep. versus what a retailer scans. So, I think yep. we've started a journey of. Um, getting um, 
some of the independent, some of our customers scan data. So we can cross check that with our wholesale data. Um, but yeah, it's critical that our team talk to our customers about scan data you know, and yeah. what's actually selling through because then, you know, I think scan data is the most important, you know, uh, metric um, there because it helps you make decisions on what consumers are actually buying. Yep. And broadly speaking, is the scan data that's available, is it reasonably um, in good quality? Like, yeah. Um, yep. Yep. yeah. Like we, we, we work um, with quite a few software providers um, and we're quite comfortable with the data that's coming through. Yep. Great. Yeah, so retailers really can make informed decisions about the category. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's excellent. And um, look, you talked a lot about independence um, and um, and the differences, I suppose, with the big business chains. Um, I was going to ask you, what do you love about news agents and lottery retailers that sell cards, and uh, what what makes them unique? What's special? Uh, I I like the independent nature of them. Yeah, you know, yep. um, I think they they tend to be small businesses. They tend to be family natured um, businesses, um, and and I really like appreciate that they're having a go, you know, and it's their livelihood, you know, on yeah. many occasions, it's their livelihood. Um, the ability to make decisions for them that's best suited to their store and their community, I think um, plays a, a role from where I stand. Um, and, and I think um, I really enjoy that, you know, you can have some decisions or discussions that are, mutually beneficial for sustained for both retailer and supplier because i think sometimes it's about having that sustainable model that works for both the retailer um and both the um supplier um yeah i like the the fragmented nature of independence it's not one size fits all whilst that's you know some people look at that as complex i enjoy that because you know each um, situations unique and you know everyone's looking at it from a slightly different angle um, and I you know I sort of enjoy the challenge and if we can be there just to support them in one part of their success you know um, it does make it rewarding. Yeah absolutely and look uh, sustainability I think is what we're um, we're all looking to at the moment in the industry yeah. around making sure that um, all the different suppliers um, sort of play a role in making sure that um, the whole business um, is is more sustainable um, and not dependent on any one particular category. So I think that's really important. Um, I might just remind the members, um, if you've got any questions, just um, pop them in the Q&A down below. Um, we've got a few more minutes left. So I did have a couple of other things I was just going to pick your brain about. Um, looking at independence, um, I mean, well, I think one of the benefits of independence is is that it allows for a level of sort of innovation and you know different ideas around different categories. Um, do you have any sort of novel ideas or have you seen any novel ideas lately of um, of how people are presenting greeting cards? I thought your example with gifts was a really good one. Um, or, or how they can um, present um, greeting cards, you know, outside the store when they're looking at how they market um, the greeting card category. Yeah, I see. So... Um... Marketing on, on socials is about just, you know, um, highlighting just different captions, different, you know, newness, freshness. Yeah, like a unique um, new card that's really card cool that's or something. Yep. Up and, you know, you'll have quite a few, you know, and I, I suppose design is in the eye of the beholder. 
Um, I, I do see moving into you know moving into the future. There's there's some really innovative full face uh, displays. Where, well, I've just actually uh, just had a question from one of our members saying, "What is your view of full face display of yeah. cards on a wall?" So tell yeah. us about. So so yeah, so I think it plays a role. Um, it has obviously you carry less stock weight, and therefore you have, um, but you know um, each each situation will be unique. I don't mind, you know, the uh, full face cards. I think it lends itself mainly to lifestyle cards versus your counter, your traditional kids through to sympathy. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it does play a role. Um, Is there a place to do both? To have those lifestyle cards on full face and yeah, then the, the rest there, of your range norm, normally presented? Yeah, there's quite a few outlets that have got, and you know, the most recent uh, News Express corporate store um, in Malvern has got a really strong range of full-face lifestyle cards, and then the traditional cards are in your traditional, like your kids' cards through the sympathy, are in your traditional card fixtures, um, and is a very strong uh, visual display. Yeah, I did wonder too about that idea of like with gifts and homewares of kind of co-locating a a small section of really premium um, full-face um, cards in that section. Um, have you seen anybody do that? No, not not in my travels, but that's not yep. to say that um, no one's not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. so yeah. could work. Um, the other question I was going to ask you is, um, I suppose we're coming up to Christmas. Um, how do you see um, the cards performing this Christmas? Your early days at the moment, but what are you so seeing? Yeah, we're, we're seeing some strong results. Um, generally, um, you know, we wouldn't be sort of uh, re hearing requests for replenishment cards. Yep. And at the moment, um, I've just seen you know, various emails come through to our customer support saying that we need to top up, we need to top up here, we need to top up there. So, okay, that's great. Um, so early signs are um, that the loose cards are doing really well. Box cards are, are strong still. Um, yep. Yeah, loose cards this early on, probably I haven't seen the request for replenishment. So, you know, um, we're hoping that it'll be a strong, you know, December, you know, as what end of November leading into December uh, will be strong for loose cards. Yeah, no, I think we're all hoping for a good, strong Christmas this yes. year. We certainly need it. Um, look, that's been excellent, Peter. I don't think I've got any more questions um, from um, the members listening, but um, really appreciate your time. Great to have you back in the uh, the card category um, and good to um, to get your insights today in the industry and uh, looking forward to um, to working with you over the next few years and seeing um, how things um, do um, play out for the industry. But like you, I think there's a lot of strength in the industry at the moment and that's going to be um, really interesting um, times to do business over the next few years. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Ben, and thank you to everyone. I appreciate the time. Bye.